You're listening to Messages of Infinite Light with Ain Kate Sullivan, the show that helps us discover the truth of who we are and imagines where we are going as masterful creators. Welcome, light travelers. This is Ann Kate Sullivan, host of Messages of Infinite Light, where we envision a new humanity. Can you do that right now? Just see this world full of sacred sound, sacred lights and colors and love. We've got this. <laughs> so I'm also the author of a whole series of award-winning children's fairy tales, including the Sparkle Fairy Tales and a story of becoming a Whisper Angel. And one of my favorite stories is called Iala Mother Swan. In Spanish, it's La Madre Cisne, and it's a bilingual book. So they're both the English and the Spanish versions are in there together, which is fun because you can learn a little bit about language that way. Now, I love myth, legends, and fairy tales. I, I wrote these stories originally for my children, and they asked me to publish them, and so Many of these fairy tales have, have gone on to be a really great success. I'm really thankful that my children insisted <laughs> that they wanted their fairy tales published. So sound is something that's very important in storytelling. The word, the sound, the sacred word, the sacred song, the song lines in the Aborigine tradition and the music of the spheres and, and more of the Judeo-Christian tradition. So I think of sound as the divine mother calling us home back into pure being, a lullaby. So the, what, the story I want to tell you about today is a mixture of Irish legend and a South American one. And I, I mean, one thing I love about creatively mixing cultures is that we begin to see that while we all have lovely distinctive differences, we might look a little different, but at our core, we're largely the same and we tell very similar stories. So Iala Mother Swan, La Madre Cisne, is told in, in both English and Spanish, like I said, and it, it has a little bit of a different feeling depending on the language. Today, I'm going to focus on English. Um, I mean, you know, just think for a minute, I, most of the French I learned, I learned from reading children's book like Le Petit Prince. So it's it's fun to, to work with these different languages. Again, music of the sphere, the sacred sounds. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about the story. I'm gonna, I might read a little bit of it too. The illustrations are beautiful. I Please go and look at them. They were created by Paige Ozma Ashmore. They're whimsical. They really add to the otherworldly feeling of the story. You can see them on infinitelightpublishing.com or you can download an ebook or you can purchase it if you really like the story. And there are lots of books to check out there. So... Another thing that I want to do is put the story in context by speaking about the 12th century nun Hildegard de Bingen. You might be familiar with her, but she um, spoke about and wrote in alignment with the music of the spheres. So you see, each one of us has a song that lives in our soul. We just need to know how to find it. And one way that we begin to remember it, to find it, is to listen to the songs of the stars. So when we come back from the short break, we're going to talk more about Iala, Mother Swan, and finding the song of your own soul. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. The superpower experience goes way beyond the podcast. 
Listeners can connect with hosts and one another inside the Superpower Universe Plus membership. Members get access to high vibe connections, superpower masterclasses, and much, much more. Don't wait another moment to step into your superpowers. Go to superpowerexperts.com and sign up today. Hello and welcome back. This is Ann Kate Sullivan, author of Iala Mother Swan, with illustrations by Paige Ozma Ashmore. And this particular podcast, let me just tell you about this one. This this is different than Wisdom of the Ages, which I've been doing for some time, but I wanted one that was really focused on our evolution as a humanity. So what is happening? Some people say the Maitreya Buddha sits in the future and calls us forward. There's a song that's calling us into the future. And the song is beautiful. We just have to rem- remember what it is. We're, we're birthing ourselves into new beings, into new ways of understanding this world. Um, a lot of us are feeling, you know, a new resonance of the heart. So, <laughs> so I'm hoping you'll get this kind of transmission during this episode. I mean, this is a time, right? We can travel like Doctor Who, we can meet fairies, we can space cruise into the future, we can discover that we're avatars or fly on swans, and in that we might understand something about our superpowers. So I have a degree in Anglo-Irish literature, and I spent years wandering around Ireland and the British Isles collecting folklore. I also love world mythology, and one thing I've noticed is that certain stories are told in different forms all around the globe. And generally, these are tales in which the hero or heroine feels that they've lost something, and then they go in search of it. The Holy Grail, right? <laughs> the stories of King Arthur and the search for the Holy Grail are some of the most popular stories that were written down the fifth century are still being told. And I've written a, a Legend of the Grail series for those who love Grail mystery. You can listen to one of my episodes called The Light of Merlin. It's a uh, Messages of Infinite Light episode. Um, or you can listen to the audiobook Nimue Freeing Merlin. Actually, the whole series is on Audible if you want to listen to it. Um, no, that's that particular series is more for adults, but it still has the same. There, all of my stories I think have the same, have a similar theme, and that there's a quest for the truth, Satchitananda. There's a, tr- a quest for truth, for consciousness, for the bliss of being, and um, so fairy tales take us on a multidimensional adventure. I, I, I love them. They're short, they're succinct, and yet there's, and they're poetic. And the, and the poetic can take us places, um, you know, music can take us there. The music of the spheres can take us straight into it. And then when we try to, to give it words, it can be difficult, but with allegory, sometimes we get a little closer. That's why the Bible and the different great wisdom books are, are often told uh, a lot as, told in terms of parable. So we can think of this as a parable. So when we're moving into storytelling, we're leaving the ordinary world behind. So in the bard's world, trees talk and wind can sing and old women live for hundreds of years and fairies know how to make healing roses and swans can fly into the other worlds. And when we start today to start to focus on sound, sacred sound, the music of the spheres. Let's think for a minute about how the Bible begins. In the beginning was the word. You know, if we go back to the Vedas, we have Om. 
all the sacred texts know that we begin, like somehow we begin with the sacred sound. And each one of us has a tone or a melody that's specific to our soul. Like I, I didn't understand this initially in the, this wonderful woman, this healer in England who's crossed on now, but her name was Dottie Hook. And she took me out one day. She made flower essences with, uh, with um, the, there's a fellow that made the, the Bach flower remedies. So, and she took me out one day when the bluebells were blossoming and she helped me move into a state of consciousness where I could hear the tone that the bluebells the bluebells is lovely. It was just one time of year in the forest there that all the bluebells were were blossoming and it was, and I could hear the tone. It was a, a life changing moment. And then I realized that my soul was in some way attuned to these bluebells. I, I think in some way we're attuned to all the flowers and the trees and the stars and each other. Um, but we have to be able to move into our heart center to be held by the divine mother or maybe a mother swan and our heart center healer that helps us attune to this resonance, to this music. So one way we can do this is, is we might lay outside on a summer night and gaze at the stars. I've also laid out <laughs> in, in a uh, a lot of blankets and so forth that in the winter and looked at the stars. But when we really gaze, uh, sometimes you, you have to imagine it first, but you just let yourself go with it. And this is where, again, we're, we're going to shift from focused, aware, rational to the imaginal where we're going to allow ourselves to imagine that Venus has a tone, that Mercury has a tone, that Venus can take on a shape. She might look like a woman. She might be Aphrodite or Shakti, that Mercury can fly, that he's got a tone and that he can help us communicate and he can fly through all worlds. And Saturn is there with his sickle and he has a tone and he understands time and Right, so we're moving into this world that the the Greeks and the Romans understood. They realized that we live in this animated universe. So when we're going into storytelling, we're moving into that animated universe. When we really work with astrology, then that's one way to understand something of our song. So the time that we were born, there was a song that was playing, and that song is etched onto our soul. And then the way that the planets are moving now change the melody. That's why every, every moment's different. And when you start to think of it that way, it's a very feminine way of viewing the world. Something about sacred sound seems very feminine, like the heartbeat of the mother. But when we're really there, it's like, oh my goodness, you know, this is the way that the, the frequency of love flows through me or the energy of Mars or the way that I shine with the sun or the high priestess of the moon might come through this way. So one thing that struck me, I was just listening to the songs again, go check them out. There's a 12th century nun called Hildegard of Bingen or Hildegard von Bingen. And um, she wrote songs for the celestial choir and she wrote them because she heard them. To her, music was thought of as a reflection of the divine order. She taught that before the fall of Adam, that humanity was attuned to the natural harmony of the cosmos 
or the music of the sphere. So that's what we're, we're speaking about today in fairy tale version. It's, it's complex, but it's also incredibly simple. I remember WB8 said at one point that the truth is so simple, so, so very simple that it can be written on the a blade of grass with the juice of a single berry. So maybe that was alm, who knows, but I love that idea. So when I'm in a mood and I need some inspiration, I want to lift up, want to lift up and tap in. I turn on, you can go onto YouTube and listen to Hildegard's music. It's, you just start to feel like you're sprouting wings. And I've, I've written a children's book called Whisper Angel. Um, for those pe- people who really like the angelic order, I love the angelic order. But Iala Mother Swan is something different. In this story, she takes on the form of a bird, a magical swan. So it's it reminds me of Hildegard's song, A Feather on the Breath of God. But this story is, is also, like I said, it can be found in many places. I've, I found it in Ireland. I heard it again in South America. But it's a story about a young boy named Hugo who's been bullied and he finds comfort visiting the river. You know, a lot of times when we're out of sorts, all we really have to do is put our feet on the ground, walk into the into nature, put our hands on the trees or the stones, and we can start to, to locate ourselves again in a way that's beautiful and aligned and real. So just remember that, you know, if there's ever a time where when you need when you need to regroup, you know, go to nature because that nature is a reflection of the divine and you can find the divine there. So Hugo's grandmother has told him that there is a magical swan who can help him remember who he is. And on a special morning when the pink light of dawn sparkles across the river, he finds the mother swan, Iala, and she's swimming on this river and there's seven other swans. And, and um, it's at a time when the alignment of the sun and moon was just right. And he knew that she was going to fly on the sallow green wind of the West into the other world. But at the last minute he called out to her and because She's a bird of great compassion. Iala turns around and flies back to Hugo, to this boy, and lands beside him. And in this moment, I, mean, I just, you know, when I was writing the story, I was thinking about the times when we're hurt or upset and we call out to our angels or we call out to a totem animal. We call out to the invisible world to make itself manifest, make itself known to us. And when you ask, you shall receive. <laughs> it's just the call of the universe. Ask and, and something will come back to you. So in the story, Hugo shows Iala his cuts and his bruises. And Iala looks at them and he reali- and she realizes that this boy needs to go on a healing journey. He needs to go on the journey to remember the song of his soul. Now, this is something, again, you can find in the Asclepian temples where you would go for a dream when you're ill or you've forgotten who you are. You would go to the Asclepian temple and you would ask the spirits there 
or the gods there for a dream. And quite often something would come to you or, and sometimes there would be miraculous healings in those places. So in the story, Yala invites Hugo to climb onto her back. So now she shifts into this, uh, from a little swan into a great swan, right? And I think I'm going to just read you this part. This is one of my favorite parts. And if you could see the picture, um, it's the moment when there's this crack between night and day. It's magical time. And as she rides the winds, uh, the green wind and through the crack of the West into the other worlds, right at the time when the sun and the moon are aligned, she shifts from white to black. So she's going, her, her feathers are now black and she's moved into her mysterious self. And so it goes like this. Just as the sun sank below the horizon, Mother Swan flapped her great wings and they flew between the crack of night and day. The boy held tight. As they flew out into the sky, he noticed that the swan's feathers had magically turned black. All night they flew between the songs of the stars. The boy found pieces of his soul that he had lost and he invited them back into his heart. When he heard music, he sang with it. And soon he remembered his own song that had been with him since before he was born, only he had forgotten it. And after he began to sing, he felt whole again. And Mother Swan realized Hugo had found what he needed. And so she turned south and rode the glorious white wind. The boy sang out with joy because he remembered what it was like to feel fully alive and part of all that exists. And as the first rays of dawn began to shine on the world, he saw sparkles like gemstones and diamonds. He touched these colors and they became part of him. These are your true treasures, your true gifts, said Mother Swan. Never forget the ancient magic. And so... As the sun is, is rising, she flies again through this crack of day and night and circles down. And, and there's a beautiful picture that Paige has done here where he's holding onto the purple wind and they're flying over the waves. And Mother Swan, who's now wearing a golden crown, turns white and the sun and the moon are smiling. And the boy now is also smiling and his cuts and his bruises are also healed and he, he comes back with something really special, something really magical. He comes back with a black feather. And this is so he, he doesn't think he just dreamt it. He knows, he knows that something tremendous has happened, something magnificent. And when he slips off her back onto the edge of the river, he says, I'll never forget you. Thank you. Thank you. And, and one thing that's, I think, really important when you do engage a dream or you engage the numinous, the magical world is that you're, you're grateful, that you're thankful for the experience that you had. And of course, for the life that we have for each moment, for, for the each in-breath and out-breath, this is a gift. The body's a gift. The breath is a gift. Everything, all of this is a gift. So Hugo remembers that. And then Mother Swan 
flaps her great wings and she spirals up three times because we say three is a very magical number and disappears. But he has he has his his black swan feather that's still glowing. Paige did a great job with a little bit of lilac glow around the feather and he walks with the flowers back home and he's full of wonder and he's full of enthusiasm now. And he he's got proof you see proof that he understands the song of his soul. He comes back as a new being, ready to see a new day. So um, one thing that we can do uh, is you know, when we need to find that star, like we said, we, you can go out and lie beneath the stars and look, you can go sit by the river you can go talk to the swans or the ducks or the geese or the birds who are there. And, um, or you can just, if you can't go outside, do this something you can do in your own mind. Um, but we all have these computer apps now and you can get one that shows you where the planets are and the constellations. My husband and I have spent a lot of time looking at, at the stars this way um, because I, I want to know the map of the, the constellations of the universe so you can learn a lot about the planets, constellate. You can imagine how they're singing to you. You can imagine the light, the kind of colored light that comes from them to you and the stories that they're telling. I, I think that's really why astrology works is because we, we know the stories. We know the stories of, uh, of um, these, these great happenings, these great, we, we tend to know the Roman version, but these great happenings. And um one thing you can look for, which is kind of fun, is the constellation Cygnus or the great swan. And it's um, significant in many ways, uh, but we can look for the great swan and you see if, if you can see the, the great, if you can find the stars and the song of the great swan, then you know for sure that you are magic. <laughs> so another thing is we're learning about the music of the spheres and our place in this in this beautiful evolving world is that we can also think about uh, the Aquarian age, what that's about. We can, we can find Aquarius. We can find the ruler of Aquarius, which is Uranus and learn something of the story of the water bearer and uh, how he was. Anyway, I'm not going to go into the story of Aquarius. Maybe I'll do this on a, on another um, episode, but there's stories all around us that have um, that have meaning for us, that help us understand that this world is animated, that we have friends, that we belong here, that we are evolving, and that we are envisioning this new world together. So I think that's what I'm just going to leave you with today. And thank you for listening to my story. And I hope you'll go check it out. Like I said, if you want to see the illustrations, you can go to infinitelightpublishing.com and, and look at the book there, order the book. Um, there's a Kindle edition of it. There's a hardcover, um, Iala Mother Swan, which you can get from us or from Amazon. I appreciate people supporting indie publishing. It's, um, it's, a, it's an interesting world right now. And so it's, it's great when, when people collect these little gemstones, <laughs> these little books for their personal library. So I think what I just want to leave you with today 
is just to to invite you, invite you to draw or write or tell someone your own fairy tale. What, what is the fairy tale that you're finding yourself in right now? You know, are you flying on a swan and finding the song of your, or, or maybe you're in a different kind of fairy tale where there's a wicked witch trying to lead you astray, or there's a giant who's threatening to sh- throw a boulder. You, you never know what these stories, what might be happening in our stories. The, the great thing about writing and storytelling and, and being an artist is that, of course, um, we might work through our own uh, personal issues and dimensions, uh, but we can also tell the story. We can The ending can be whatever we decide we want it to be. People go, oh, I'm afraid of dreaming. I'm like, why? Because you can change the dream. You are a co-creator. You, you are the artist that is weaving this design with life itself. And so, you know, pull out your paintbrush. And if you don't like the story you're living right now, just color it a little differently. And you might find that um, some illusions fall away and something else new comes in, comes to you. So many blessings to you. And uh, yeah, let's all dream a new world together shall we let's all let's all find our superpowers (laughs) okay so thank you to all my imaginative listeners may your lives be filled with sound color light and of course a little swan magic may you know may you hear the music of the spheres You've been listening to Anne Kate Sullivan, and until we meet again, may the infinite light reveal itself to you, one fairy tale, one story at a time. Many blessings. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.